Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron. And tonight we're going to talk about something that Francis Tiafo said in an interview with Forbes. Okay, he said... I think fans should be able to come and go and move around and speak during matches. Imagine going to a basketball game and not saying anything. He concedes certain events should retain some of the traditions, such as Wimbledon. But outside that, let's start to change things to bring younger fans to the game. Okay, Aaron, what do you think? Do you agree with Tiafo? I am shaking my head yes. A hundred percent. Um, there's so many things to talk about with this, but, um, one of the things is that I realized was when you go to a professional match, like Carolyn and I were lucky enough to be at the U S open last year during the Serena match, we were actually sitting in the president's box. So this didn't pertain, well, it kind of pertained to us, but I, you know, when you pay like a good amount of money to be at a tournament, what they do is if you go, let's say you go to the restroom or go get a drink or something to eat in between the first and second period, or at the very beginning of the match and you're not on time to sit in your seat, they hold you for three games. Yes. Right? Yes. It's not just like the first, like even after the first one, even though it's a changeover, they say it's not a true changeover. And so they hold everybody. And so those three games could last forever. You could be standing like waiting to go to your seat and miss like 20 minutes of a game, you know, 20 minutes of a match or something. So that number one, I 100% agree. People should just not necessarily be able to walk in and out like totally at will. But um, I know during hockey games, like they'll hold up a stop sign for people to like wait while the play is happening. But as soon as the whistle blows and the they do their thing, whatever changeovers, they um, everybody mills around. And then, you know, if somebody's like late to their seat, like maybe the person behind him might yell at them or something. But, um, you know, other than that, it's not like the whole everything completely stops and there's not like, like you can hear a pin drop, which is I think is a little silly. Yeah, I completely agree. Aaron, you know, I have a basketball background. So I have grew up playing basketball. I've watched Final Fours. I've been to a ton of basketball games. So I didn't start playing tennis and watching tennis and going to professional matches until I was an adult. And I remember I went to a match. It was the Fed Cup. It's now the Billie Jean King Cup correct? Mm-hmm. But it was correct. the Fed Cup with a group of friends. And after um, the first set, I went to get popcorn. And I didn't make it back before the beginning of the second set. And even after it was after the first game, I was like, can we go in? And they said, no, you had to wait until the end of the third game. And I just thought that was so crazy. And also when watching for the first time a professional tennis match, it was strange to me because it's like, you cheer really loudly, at least at the Fed Cup you did. Fed Cup. When mm-hmm. someone at the Fed Cup when someone made, you know, a great play. But then it's like, now sit down and be completely quiet. Yeah. And that just felt so strange to me. Yeah. It would go from cowbells and um noisemakers and pom-poms and people like cheering like their heads off to like complete silence. 
right? Yes. So it was yes. odd. And then if you're like, it's almost like at the movie theater, if you're like trying to open up your candy or something, you're like trying to be really <laughs> quiet. And then you don't want like everybody to look up at you. What did you say? Someone like, what they do at professional matches is if someone's like walking around when one of the pros is trying to serve and the pro like stops, then, <laughs> then they'll yes. flash the camera on them and like shame them. Like this is yes, the band. that's what I- Yes, we were talking before this started, and I thought that was so strange. It it also is kind of, you know, I'm like, why is that person not serving? And it's because someone in the background is sitting down with their nachos, and <laughs> something's going on. And that's just so strange to me. Yeah. Why can't people serve with people yeah. moving in the background. I, now, I say this as someone that is not a very good tennis player. I'm not playing professionally, obviously. But if Tiafo's saying it, you know, right. it, and, and people can make free throws, at, you know, in college yeah. basketball with people going crazy in the background. There's a band or, behind them. And yes. People in costumes a, jumping up and down. Someone's in a banana suit or something crazy. Yeah. Or a pitcher in baseball with people oh, yeah. behind, you know, oh, the they're plate. mocking them. Yeah, they're they're um, yeah, it's crazy. Is a serve that much harder <laughs> that you need complete quiet and concentration than any of those things? I don't know. I don't know right. because I never played, you know, at at such a high level. But I mean, <gasps> it's just strange to me. Yeah, it's interesting. We're talking about this today, too, because I just got back from the, um, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, ACC tournament that happened to be in our, you know, close to our town where we live in North Carolina. And, um, the you know, it's college tennis, so people go crazy. And if they didn't, like, if they're, if, if the college kids were not allowed to come out and, like, cheer and, you know, be kind of wild and crazy and cheer for their college teams – None of those kids would go to those matches because it would be boring. So they were out there, you know, doing all their college cheers and it was super fun. And you could tell like the players loved it. I get that at our level and our, you know, rec tennis that, you know, we can't maybe go that wild. We're not like, you know, a bunch of college kids anymore, like, you know, screaming or whatever. But there has to be some amount of distraction that we should be able to get used to, don't you think? Like, I mean, some people literally stop if there's like, a bird or, you know, and I'm like, I mean, and again, I've never played golf, but golf is to me very similar where it's like, like I just watched the masters a couple weeks ago and I don't, I've never played golf. I don't know anything about golf. I literally know nothing other than like miniature golf (laughs) where you get like one club or whatever. Right. (laughs) And, um, but it was like the whole, I don't know how many people are there, you know, on those last few days, but it was like the whole crowd is like, total silence. And I'm like, they're outside in nature. They're hitting one little ball and everybody's like, nobody can speak. It's, you know, complete silence. It just seems a little, it, it, I think it's just so old school, honestly. I think we need to bring both sports into like, you know, modern times. Yeah. But if someone, but I didn't grow up playing tennis. So if someone's listening and and disagrees with us, please let us know. Tell us why, I can't talk while you're serving the ball or, you know, I I remember even at that very first match that I went to um, that I was eating the popcorn. I finally got in after the third game. (laughs) I was able to get in and sit down. 35 minutes later. (laughs) Yes. And Madison Keys was serving, who I love and seems like the nicest person ever. And 
I almost choked a little bit on my popcorn and I was so afraid everybody, you know, so I started coughing a little bit and I was so afraid I that, that Madison I was, was going to look at me yeah. and say, what, you know, or everybody's going to look at me and say, what's your problem? Yeah. Or they were going right. to stop the get the match because I'm choking on my popcorn, which, you know, I didn't choke, but just a little cough. Right. And it's just really strange to me. Based on my background. When we were at the U.S. Open, speaking of, because I think Tiafo um, is in, the, well, I think Kyrgios is in the same mindset as Tiafo. But do you remember the Kyrgios match we went to at the U.S. Open? It was a night match. I mean, it was a wild party. Do you remember that? Yes. It was like after yes. we watched Serena, we walked over to Louis, back to Louis Armstrong Arena. And that night match, I mean, Curious wants it that way because, you know, he likes that kind of crazy, like get the fans going. But it was so fun. I will never forget that match because it had so much energy. And I think we were like quiet-ish during points. But, um, but I don't think either of those players, I can't remember who he played, another really young kid. I don't think either of them would have like minded the the crowd noise, except that Curious would like get us going or get the crowd going a little bit more than maybe the other guy. But I remember it being so much fun. And then there was that girl that like guzzled her drink oh, her beer. <laughs> on ESPN. Yes. Yeah, the yes. beer girl. Um, but it's like, I, I get that's professional. And we're like I said, we're never going to do that. But there's got to be some sort of like, we shouldn't have to be able to have absolute no noise in rec tennis. Like for instance... I remember last summer I was playing a singles match and we were at a park. Like literally there was like three courts or four courts or whatever it was at a public park. And, you know, these kids were like kind of crazy and running around, but they were pretty far away from us. And I remember someone being like, can we ask those kids to be quiet? I'm like, no, it's a public (laughs) park. We can't ask children to be quiet. But I don't know. I, I guess maybe when we start out playing, we're, Like, we're introduced to the sport as it's being so quiet. And so then it's hard to adjust. I agree. I think it's your expectation. Because never in basketball would I ever be like, they're being really loud. That's bothering (laughs) me. But then there's a court where we play that has that kind of, or there's a place that over, there's a patio that overlooks the court and people will get up there and talk. And I remember thinking, oh, I can hear them. That is kind of distracting. But I think it's just because my expectation is that it's supposed to be silent while I play, which is ridiculous for me. It is ridiculous. But But I think for any level, I mean, why does it need to be completely quiet? for you to be right. able to do anything? Is it just our expectation? Like, would it really affect someone more so than it would affect someone shooting a free throw or someone pitching a ball or any other sport? Do you think it's because it's a whole team on a court, like on a basketball court or on a baseball field? Or is it that, that there's a bunch of people or like, you know, my daughter plays volleyball and everyone's like screaming, you know, or whatever, but um, I mean, even in volleyball, which is super complete opposite of rec tennis, when the other team misses a serve, like either hits it out or hits it into the net, I used to feel so bad, but everybody goes crazy. They're like, yeah, use it, you know, like they missed their serve. We got that point. I mean, even like, right? you know, even like 11, 12, 13 year old girls were like, yeah, they missed their serve. Um, but, you know, we're not allowed to do that in tennis, but... Yeah, could you imagine if someone did that when we missed our serve, if the entire team was cheering? But maybe if we were used to it, or we expected it, it wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. 
Yeah. I think there's some things that do need, I mean, just to, I think like the, the, um, Tiafos and the Curioses and the, and the younger guys, I think they, they do. I mean, certainly a bunch of them grew up with it being a very, very traditional sport and they're, you know, maybe wouldn't agree with kind of introducing some more, but I think they all want to continue to grow the game in the sense of like, we have to bring young people in, right. And keep them interested so that they become the midlifers to the, you know, and then use it as the, you know, the game of, of a lifetime. But I think if we don't kind of evolve a little bit, um, I would hope in the next, I don't know, five to 10 to 15 years, that even we would see things change because really nothing has changed since we started playing rec other than the tiebreaker changed. Like we don't do it the same way as the pros. We do like a common tiebreaker, but I don't think there's been any other changes to the game. And I think one of them maybe could be, I mean, we have a lot of opinions about like coaching and, um, you know, stuff like that, but I do think things need to evolve and be updated or I can eat my popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. I can (laughs) eat my popcorn without worrying about people looking at me. But even in rec matches, right? Like there was, I remember years and years and years ago, there was a woman, I mean, she was just like bad attitude, having a rough day, yelling at everybody, you know, during her rec match, you know, her, her regular adult rec tennis match anyway. But I remember we were sitting watching because like all of our matches were done. So like maybe four courts had finished and she was the fifth court. Um, she was playing doubles and we all kind of moved over and kind of quietly, like we weren't, right on top of her court. We were all standing back watching, but I remember someone kind of drug a chair over because they were like, I just played. I want to sit down and finish watching this match. And she asked all of us to leave because like she could hear (laughs) us talking. And literally we were whispering. And um, I mean, there's some clubs (laughs) in our area that our local league coordinators will send out emails and say, we know this club gets kind of rowdy. Let's all, you know, keep it in check and whatever. And it's like, we're being told to be quiet before anybody even makes a peep, you know? Right. Yeah. Like it's a little, yes. it's a little ridiculous. You should be able to have a conversation and not like stand on the sideline and be obnoxious or be disruptive, but like you should be able to sit and whisper and watch a match and not be told to get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Please let us know if you agree with Tiafo or if maybe you grew up watching professional matches and part of what you enjoyed about the matches is that it is quiet. You can message us on our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. 
Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.